Welcome back. Ain't that uh ain't that that's a sick welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh welcome to the asylum, guys and gals. Tonight we have uh Mr. Classic LEDs himself, Travis Blanchard. How are you, Travis? Doing good. Great to be here. Heck yeah. Good to have you, man. And of course, you know, everybody knows Jesse, the man of big words. And the man with a small brain and something else that's small, uh, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about two, your turkeys, buddy. We got two J's and two T's tonight. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, look at there. So what's everyone going? What's everyone up to tonight? Anything good? About 325. Nah, you're more than that. No, I'm 325. Are you still losing weight? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> It's, it's still a little Debbie season. Yeah. Right. Dude, what do you have to Travis? What's a good word, man? Yeah, man. I didn't go to bed this morning till 5 a.m. Uh, I've got a guy in Iceland that we're working on setting up some uh, builds for his car. He's building a, a convertible Fox body with, uh, uh, what's he doing? The uh, Godzilla and twin turbos. Oh, oh dang. Yeah. What what did, did, didn't Chris send a Godzilla? What was that? What? What Iceland? Iceland ain't that, ain't that like snow on the ground all the time? Uh, they don't have a whole lot of sunlight right now, is what I understand. Isn't Iceland like nice and Greenland's yeah. like ice? It's backwards. Yeah, I Iceland is the green one, and the Greenland is the icy one. They did oh, that so that people okay. would bypass yeah. Iceland and go to Greenland. Right? Okay, it's vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Chris say on his pods he sent a Godzilla to Iceland? Maybe it could be. He he sent a couple of them. I mean. It's a popular swap right now. I, I'd love to have one in one of my cars. Same. I'll be the same guy. Yeah, could be. Could be. So what are you doing for that car? Uh, it's headlights and taillights. I guess he's got, uh, they're rebuilding the whole car, um, but he's got like crappy stock taillights and he's got one piece headlights. And so we're trying to figure out what he wants so we can do all of it in one fell swoop, but do some like projector headlights in the front with the switchback conversion and then do, well, he hasn't figured out what rear, setup he wants but uh something sequential he, he it's funny and i'm going to say this and i and i mean this in the greatest possible appreciative way everybody loves the war admiral taillights but some people want the war admiral taillights with sequential is that what they say <laughs> yep that's it, it's really a thing people say hey i want the war admiral taillights i that's that's what i want i want those but then they'll mm -hmm. be like but i want them sequential i'll never say those words so. well, you never say se sequential I'll never say the words I want the war admiral's tail in any sense whatsoever. <laughs> so, Ever. so actually, like if we're talking about it, like I actually did more work to my taillights to make them look oh, different than there's there's way more. And I, I've told people that I'm like, I will never build another set exactly like those because I have so much more work into those than anybody would really want to pay. Except for but, stupid me. But but I have some little things that I'll do that make it close. Right. Well, on your taillights, I actually, you may not know this, I soda blasted the back of your entire taillight housings, both of them. Right. That's, I tell that all the store all the takes, time. It takes like forever. And I don't know if you've ever soda blasted. It's nasty because if you're not in the container, it's out in the free and it goes, soda blast goes everywhere, but it works fantastic. Right. So I actually talk about that all the time. People ask me how you don't see each individual light on yeah. my car. The reason for that is, is they're soda blasted. Soda blasted. Yep. Inside lenses are soda blasted to diffuse yep. it. 
Because I don't like when you could see each individual bulb. It looks yeah. kind of like uh, European to me. Yep. You know. And then the paint tint. So there's a lot more involved than just the. Oh yeah, there's 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 quite a bit more on yours. Yours are yours are one of a kind. I've done some that are similar, um, like Kenneth Sean's on his notch. His are similar, but I didn't. I I like I won't soda blast anybody else's right now. I mean, they have to pay me so much because it it's just it's nasty. I've got my respirator on, and still it goes everywhere. And when you're done, like. I hope this doesn't come out racist, but you are the whitest white guy anybody in their whole world's ever seen because you are so white. You look <laughs> like cows, and it's never the ghost. Yeah, it's horrible. They look awesome, man. <laughs> but so well, let's, get, let's go to the beginning, dude. I mean, let's talk about how <laughs> classic LEDs came about. Like, yeah. how did you? So I'll give you a, a short version of a really long story because I won't go all the way back. But in 2002, um, another gentleman started the company. Actually started out as Northwest Mustang parts or something, and then he transferred it into Classic LEDs in the late 2009, 2010, from what he told me. So we jump forward to 2018, and I, I'm I love all things light. If you ever go any place with me, like SEMA or anything, I go to all the light things. I'm like attracted to the light, but I'm trying to find some LEDs for my '86 Capri, and I I can't find anything that's cool. I, I have LED bulbs already. Wanted something better. I find this company called Classic LEDs Online that does some basic Mustang Fox body kits. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Called him up, talked to him for about 30 minutes. He says, yeah, I can do something. You have to send me the dimensions of your housing. I can build you a kit. You know, we'll figure out a price. I'm like, fantastic. He says, call me back in two weeks. I call him back in two weeks. And he says, I just need to know how serious you are because as of December 31st, I'm closing the company down. I, I want to retire. Nobody wants to buy it. And stupid me who likes lights says, let me talk to my wife. So took a day or two and talked to my wife. My wife's, I don't think she's quite as excited about the idea as I am, but I'm thinking it's a great idea. So call him back and said, Hey, um, can we talk some more? And he says, well, you know, I'm going out of town to go to SEMA in two weeks. We can talk when I get back. I said, well, I'm going to SEMA. Let's meet and talk. And so we met and talked. Kind of worked it all out, and that's basically what happened. Is we, it's that you know, I like the razor so much, I bought the company. I like the taillight so much, we bought the company. And so, 2019 is when we started doing this full time. I have a little bit of an electrical background, took some uh, electrical classes in school, but never actually built LED lights, never built anything electrical until 2019. So it's been an experience. The bad part is when we bought the company, we were kind of promised more training and more hands-on than we got. And so it's been a, 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 a real learning experience for me in designing because we didn't get very much design time. And there's some electrical stuff he didn't go through very well. So it's been a steep learning curve. But I am going to say this, and, and this is honestly true. I think I know more and I'm doing a better job because I've had to learn the hard way, the sink or swim thing. Because I've tried, and I have a bucket full of things that I've tried that nobody ever sees. I've tried so many things because I didn't know what would or wouldn't work that I've been able to find some things that worked better that I probably wouldn't have known about if I had been taught properly. Because it seems like when you're trained properly, you just go with whatever they teach you, whatever works. Right. But I didn't know, so I just had to experiment. I think that's the most interesting thing about you know, or not the most interesting thing, but definitely one of the most interesting aspects of your story, Travis. Um, 
I was fascinated after Foxtoberfest that night we went to dinner and you told the story and you're like, basically, you know, you're, you're promised one thing, kind of like an apprenticeship, you know, like not, not knowing a whole lot about how to do what you're doing now, but kind of promised an apprenticeship. And then once you kind of stroke the check, it was like, yeah, good luck. Have fun. <laughs> and uh, you've been yep. basically like, you've literally started from the bottom. So you're, you're learning business. You're learning how to make these, you know, these lights, taillights, headlights, you know, turn signals and things. And uh, dude, I think that it's a 100% story in uh, wherewithal and don't quit attitude and all that stuff. I think it's amazing. Well, I, I appreciate that. It's been a, a struggle, but it's so much fun. I get, and on Instagram and Facebook, people see some of my projects, but they don't see all of them. I get some weird requests and we do some weird stuff. I do some regular stuff. I, I, we do wholesale. And so I have a lot of wholesale, just regular Chevy Pontiac, you know, kits that are just real basic, but I like doing the different things. It's like the third brake lights. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're kind of cool. I'm kind of like what would be different and fun. And, and, um, I didn't even know how it would actually turn out, but I thought let's try it. And, and it turned out really good. And since then I did one for castle customs and I've actually got uh, one of the other guys, in the asylum that's asked me to do one for his car too. So it's kind of a, kind of a little bit of a different thing there. It's not, you know, cheap because it's takes some design time and I have to order, you know, five minimum. And so there's some quantities that I have to do, but it's, it's fun because it's personalized and we're in the point now with cars where, you know, no, nothing's free anymore. Everything costs money, but it's not yeah. atrocious. It's not, you know, $10,000 to do it. I haven't even put mine in yet. Well, I haven't touched my car since Oktoberfest. Did you guys put either yours in yet? No, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I've not, I was going to get out there uh, a couple weekends ago and then I watched Gary's video. I'm like, well, that's a little bit more involved than I thought it was going to be. So I figure I'll wait till, till the weather clears a little bit better. I'll have, I'll have plenty of time to get mine in up in the next about three, four weeks. Yeah, it's right. actually not that bad. Gary did a great job on his video. I love Gary's video. Um, in all reality, if you undo the two screws on the back of the cover, the mm -hmm. cover pulls right off. You can actually snap the reflector off. You can put the board in and just tape the top across, plug it in, put the cover back on, and you're done. I actually like his better. I left my lens on, but I think I'm going to go back in and pull my front lens off. Yeah. But I pulled mine all the way out of the car after I took some of those pictures because I repainted it because mine was just so faded. That's it looked horrible. Right. Yeah, I got to well, is more complicated because – He's he's in Canada, so you gotta you know like everything's left-handed screwdriver kind of you gotta go a little backwards. <laughs> They're not happy with you for the jabs last week. <laughs> I didn't even jab them. Yeah, you was, you're in the doghouse, Jesse. I know. We saw that in our group chat. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> I told Gary. You know what I told Gary? I go. I sent Gary a note. I'm like, what did I say? He's like, oh, I'll just bust your butt, but it, you know your uh, your biscuits there. Something about him saying A or whatever it is. Yeah, but I told I told Gary, I said that, you know, these things are like those, um, like that old school, app, you know, part of the movie where uh, Will Ferrell like does something and blacks out during James Carville's like, you know, uh, like, a, just like a debate kind of deal. Like as soon as it's said, once we're done, like I don't even remember. I got to yeah, go back and listen. You don't remember half of it, do you? No. Yeah. I might as well be drinking. You were talking. You were talking about the uh, body kits on a coupe. Oh yeah, that's oh, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dan's though. That's bad judgment. Yeah, that's just bad judgment. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dan's. That's bad judgment. So, Travis, you pretty much do arrow headlights, right? There's yeah. Like, 
So let's talk about four eye stuff. I think you need to start dipping in the four eye stuff and figure out a way to make a cool LED headlamp for a four eye car. Oh, I see some on his website. I actually do some, but I'm not quite there yet. I'm still in the, I'm going to call it the pre-production stage. If you look on some of my posts, you'll actually see I have a projector in a 3D printed yeah. uh, piece on, the, on my on my low beams. Okay. And I'm working on an insert that goes inside a non-sealed headlight housing to put the projector in there. The problem you run into with the four eyes is even the skinniest projectors I can find are about four inches deep. And so you do have to cut your inner mounting plate. But other than that, I'm just trying to find a, a creative way to make it look nice because it's a clear housing. Right. But I should have a projector shortly. I, that's my thing. I'm also working on an LED backplate for the Marshall fog light lenses that will use the stock front, but oh, cool. as an LED back so that yeah. you can kind of get up there and go from there. And I do all the front the front turn signals, park lights. I, I've done those for a while. I've got like nine different versions. I do the side markers. I can do those three or four different ways. So everything else I'm doing good on. The headlights are just tricky. And as a, I've tried it out, there's like six different LED headlights out there that are similar projectors. And I bought one of each of them. And none of them are super fantastic. They're okay. It has to be a real projector to actually get that real nice, clean, bright, cut off, you know, everything where yeah, you can see yeah. it. Like, yeah. The Fox body is lights a, just is, suck. Is, is that in a plastic housing or is it in a glass housing so it's a it's a glass lens and it's a so the back half is usually metal because it helps to dissipate the heat and then it usually has like a plastic shroud kind of around the lens but it's sealed and then it's usually a glass lens okay so they're they're fairly durable and then a plug for myself here i like laminex i'm a laminex dealer so i actually carry laminex in clear tinted and yellow so i can actually Laminex most headlights as well. If you're, you know, worried about rocks hitting them or anything else, usually lasts about two, three years, and then you just peel it off, put a new piece on, and off you go again. How about that? So yeah, I think if you come up with something like really cool that you don't see, like all the bulbs, for a four eye car, that's going to be a solid hit. Yeah, well, I'll I'll send you a picture a little later on the ones I've got on my thing because it's it it's a real projector projector, and it uh the the light that it puts out is fantastic i mean it looks like we have a 2013 flex with the hid headlighting and it's not quite there but it's like i'm gonna say five percent less like it is fantastic like i can see at night oh that's awesome right. like, John, like what headlights do you have in your car just standards right now oh no 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 so i i have this my it's my prototype so i've got their projectors and i 3d printed housings to hold them and they bolt in stock of the plate in the the stock you know metal surround trim ring Holds that's, the 3D printed housings in, and the projectors are in there. That's what's in your car, Travis. In my car, yeah. Been in there for I'm on month four right now. And John, what do you have in your car? I've got a LED bulb that goes in uh, a glass housing, right? Uh, that I had to modify to make to work with my uh, 92 harness, my headlight, my 92 headlight harness. Okay. Yeah. So. Did you see a big difference just by putting that bulb in the regular glass housing? Oh God, yeah, yeah, huge. They're brighter. You can also do so. I have a. It's an it. So if you get a replaceable house, a housing with an insert, I use Hella. I like Hella because the glass is good. It's got a good pattern. But they actually make a projector bulb. It's it's not as good as a real projector, but it looks like a little projector bulb. It goes inside there, and that's what I ran prior to this, and it's probably about 50% better than a standard Fox body headlight. 
Right. And so anything, and I even bought some of the expensive Sylvanius, you know, sealed beam lights, and they're just not that good. The older lighting technology, I mean, it was great for 55 miles an hour, but when you're doing 70, you can't see anything. It sucks. It sucks when they're, I mean, on high beam and you think they're on low. I just drive around my high beams on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're so old, no one even realizes. Yeah. Oh, I know. And (laughs) it's not so bright that anybody complains. Right. Exactly. Right, because I can't see shit. When I I take my windshield, (laughs) Yep. it's just kind of like fucking poking hope driving like at night. Like, yep. hope you make it home. (laughs) You can't (laughs) see shit. But it looks cool as shit with the windshield tinted. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 20, yeah, 20 years ago, would have been a problem. I got these old ass eyes now. Yeah. You know? So let's, I actually want to talk to you about your car specifically, the, okay. the 4 i car. How long have you had that thing? Okay. Well, I'll go through the list because I have a bunch <laughs> and I don't well, post all the one I like specifically that I commented to you about. It's, it's my, that's my orange car. So that's yeah. my, that's my 88. And that was actually kind of a fun story. So, and you've probably never experienced this, anybody, because this was the first time you're having me. 20, 2009, I'm looking for just a beater car. Happened to look on the local classified thing, and there's this car, and it's a coupe, and it doesn't have a price listed. It says, please contact me if interested. I'm like, well, that's interesting. So I contact the guy, and the guy goes, well, I need a little information about you and what you want to do with the car and what you're going to, you know, how you're going to treat the car. Uh, and like, this whole interview process. And I'm just kind of like, he's giving away a puppy. Yeah. So, but so he's like, well, and he didn't live very far from me. He's like, well, why don't you come over and look at the car? <clears throat> so I, I came over and I drove my Capri over my 86 Capri and we get there. And I, I took my, one of my buddies with me, uh, Mitch, he's got the uh, silver uh, 84 Capri. That was my car at one time too, but we show up and it's this little white coupe, little arrow coupe, red interior, Guy comes out, we kind of look it over, and he's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to sell it to somebody who's going to part it out. I don't want to sell it to somebody who's going to, and I, I'll say it, LS swap it. I don't want to sell anybody that's going to do anything weird with it. I just want somebody that's going to appreciate it, drive it, and enjoy it. And I'm like, well, no problem. Kind of went through the list of things I had, showed him some pictures, showed him my Capri. He's like, well, I'm going to think about it for a couple of days. I've got four or five guys that have asked about it. And I'm like, nope, no problem. So a couple of days later, he calls me and says, hey, if you want the car, I'll sell it to you. And I'm like, well, how much? Because he's still never given us a price. He says, 200 bucks and it's yours. Oh, wow. Running, driving, four-cylinder car. Now, it has 190,000 miles on it. He sold it to you so cheap because it's orange. Who the fuck no, it was white. Orange? It was white with the, you know, the, fan- <laughs> oh, you know the fantastic 80s pilly paint, how the paint was flaking I'm off. sorry. I'm not going to lie. I got, an impor- <laughs> I got an important text that I had to answer where he was saying that part. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, it was a white paint job with half the paint gone. But drove over there, had a brand new Costco battery in it. So the, that was like, you know, 80 Costco. Bucks. Yep, Costco. Yeah. Did he get it on sale? I have no idea. But Travis drove, did. I did. Travis drove, did. drove the car home. Oh, yeah. We had it a car about two weeks. And I five lug swapped it and we painted it primer gray. And uh, that's kind of where it started. But for the first, I'll be honest, the first seven or eight years, the goal was to see how long we could keep the car going without really spending any money on it. So I would do trade work with people and I'd buy used parts or get people to give me parts because we want to see how long you could actually drive a Fox body without actually putting any money into it. So for the first five years, honestly, I probably had about 12 or $1,300 in the car, not counting the tires and wheels. Cause I have expensive tires wow. and wheels and it was a great car. Like it went forever. Like it's on its third motor. The funnest thing and this is probably this is probably worth an award somewhere. 
um, one of my buddies who's passed away had cancer and they were doing a dino day for to raise money for him. So I took my little car over and I got the lowest horsepower they've ever seen on their dyno. It dynoed <laughs> at 55 horsepower at 3200 RPMs. Hell and yeah. after 32 RPMs, it started falling off. So it made less horsepower the higher you got over 3200 RPMs. And I still <laughs> got the dyno sheet and it's horrible. That's great. But Man, now it's blisters on the tires when you got off that damn dyno. You, yeah, you could. Well, you couldn't spin the tires, and that you had to be like on an oil slick with somebody pushing from the front of the car and lifting the back of the car up to get a tire to spin. Like it had no power. What other cars horrible. do you have? What, what was that? What other cars do you have? So I'll go through the whole list. I'll give you the I'll give you the Mustangs, and then I'll go through the other stuff. But we have an '84 GT350 four-cylinder turbo T-top car. We have an '84 GT Turbo. We have an 84 SVO. We have an 86 GT. That's my very first Fox body. We have an 88 uh, four-cylinder car. That's my orange car. We have an 88 McLaren convertible. We have an 89 LX convertible. We have a 90 GT. We have a 96 Cobra. We have a 67 Mercury Cougar. We have an 86 Mercury Capri. What the fuck? We have a 93 Mazda RX-7. I've got a 1990 uh, Nissan Skyline GTST. Uh, I've got a 67 Chevy C20. That's kind of the fun stuff. I'll stop after that, but that's what we have. Bro, you're, you're basically right. just working for car insurance. I'm working for car insurance. Damn. And, par- and parts. What was the standard for a rich guy? A lift. Well, you whatever have a lift it is, he just... <laughs> <laughs> you got a lift in the shop, Travis? Uh, no, I don't. I have I have a jack, jack and like 25 jack stands, and I'm not yeah, getting... 25 jack stands, that's close. Yeah. You should sell one of those yeah. cars and get a lift. <laughs> you well, have a I pool. have I have a two story garage, but I put a loft in it so that I could store stuff. I, you have I, a pool? I don't have a pool. I'm not a pool person. No, no. What, my wife likes stuff like that, and my in laws before they moved away, they used to live a couple miles away from us. They had a pool, so we just go use their pool. So I wasn't worried about a pool. Uh, so you just save your money and build a two story garage. I get it. No, oh no, I have a two-story car. Yeah, I have a two-story garage. I've got like all sorts of car parts and like all sorts of other stuff in the garage in the second level. And it was either have a lift or a second level to store stuff, and I opted for storage. So is classic LEDs your main job? It's my main job. It's my and if you've ever had your own company, you'll understand this. It's my 90 hour a week job. Yeah. What did you do before this? So for most of my life, I was in the tire wheel business. Like I ran multiple tire warehouses, worked for guys that made their own wheels. Like I, I, I'm great with tires and wheels. Got tired of that after a while because when no 2007, 2008, when the market kind of crashed, nobody wants to spend me. I got into the mortgage business and was working in like a call center. And I did that for a while, but I just couldn't do it anymore. I just got burned out on that. Went back into tires and wheels. And then when this opportunity came up, I'm like... Let's try it. And so I jumped in. Hold up. <clears throat> ring, ring. You got to answer the phone like you're in that call center. Ring, <laughs> ring. Hello? Hi there. How are you? I'm looking Doing for good. A How are you? Doing great. I'm looking for a mortgage. Can you help me out? I, I can transfer to somebody. I'm in the bankruptcy department, so I can only talk to you if you've had bankruptcy issues. <laughs> oh, shit. I have, actually. Just the guy John's looking for. <laughs> Just the guy I'm looking for. So that was, yeah, that was way more fun because you have to be careful how you talk because you can't really say things because they're in bankruptcy. So okay, 
Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what are you eating? Chocolate. Why are you all dressed up? Uh, We went out for supper. Where'd you go? Bama Strip Buck. club. Where? Bama Buck Steakhouse. Oh. Where's that place you go that I say? I've been meaning to send you some good pictures of it, Tom. They uh, so Bama Bucks is actually a uh, he 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 does he buys or raises deer and sells them for big hunts. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he raises big deer, like big big deer, like fence, like high fence stuff, and then sells them all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Send pictures. Is the deer right there at the? Yeah, I'm, it's it's literally like ten minutes from the house, five minutes from the house. And the deer at the restaurant. Yeah, oh, that's it's crazy. Shit, he's got he's got a bison. He's got uh, oh god, what all does he have? He's he's got a uh, shit. I think he's got two, three, three kangaroos. Uh, used to kangaroo. have a camel. Yeah, used to have a camel. Uh, he's had uh, a zebra at one time. Uh, they've got two uh, brown bears. Uh, yeah. No shit. Pretty cool place. Yeah, pretty cool place. Is that the strip oh. club you go to, John? No, that's Lion's Den, remember? <laughs> that's right, Lion's Den. That's for breakfast. Yes, no, this is totally has nothing to do with the restaurant or Mustangs. But, yo, I read this thing today. Alabama is going to carry out the first ever execution by nitrogen asphyxiation or whatever the hell they call it. Hey, that prisoner, the the guy actually requested that. Didn't they try to kill him a couple times before? Uh, Some shit? uh -uh. I heard on the news they tried to give him death. They they say this is the most humane way. I mean, literally the most humane way that anybody could die. It's almost instant. No. Yeah. How could it be almost instant if you got to breathe this shit in? Just exactly. I mean, the nitrogen kills you that fast. Did you guys hear about this? No. I saw something about it, but I didn't get into it yet. Of course I heard about it. It's all over everything down here. Wow. Yeah, so I'm asking uh, you about it. uh, The government's actually trying to stop it. Why? Fuck that guy. Uh, Because they say it's inhumane. There's a, yeah. What's what's he on on death penalty for? Like, what's he on death row for? Uh, Murder. He he killed, yeah, he, he killed a lady. And uh, I think her daughter, I think, if I remember right. But then they're going to worry about if it's inhumane for him. Right. Yeah. It's fucking backwards, guys. I know, man. That's, that's, hey, that's the country we live in, though, right? Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, back to lights. What do you think about? Enough of that shit. That was fun. In my head, I wanted to ask you about it. I didn't get to talk to you yeah. beforehand. So, fuck yeah. It. Whatever. So what, yo, Travis, so if you're a light guy, you loved Underglow then. I like Underglow, yep. I actually have some old neon stuff in my garage too. Some kits from probably late 90s, 2000s, like oddball stuff. And I like everything lights. In fact, I'm trying to figure out how to justify it. But there's a really cool kit that one of the companies has that you put it under your car and it works with your brake lights and your turn signals. So your Underglow, when you turn on your turn signal, the one side lights up orange and flashes orange. And then when you hit your brake lights, the back one lights up as a brake light. And then when you're just driving, it's just white. Oh shit! What company is that? Uh, XK Glow. I don't. I don't know, but I have to look them up. They got an Instagram yeah. page. Finally, somebody can appreciate your light up butt plug, uh, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! 
I mean, if I you're gonna have fun. one, what the fuck, right? Make it a party, John. Fuck it. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you're gonna go down that road, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta see where you're going if you're going down that dark path. Huh? Oh, shit. oh boy. <laughs> Why are you blushing, Jesse? <laughs> I'm not blushing. Yo, you're blushing. Hey, I think blushing. we're learning more about John than we wanted to know today. <laughs> well, no, I learned enough about him last week about taking a shit at Taco Bell. I, I have, 30 I have something else I want to touch on this week. Uh -oh. oh, God, let's hear it. Just I've, got a, I've got a little segment. I'm going to start calling it John's Pet Peeves. Okay. I haven't nailed down. I haven't nailed down the full name yet, but it's going to be along the lines of that. So... <laughs> getting along the lines of bathrooms. So how many times have y'all went and take, took a leak, get up to the sink to wash your hands, okay? And you go to stitch your hand up under the sink and the son bitch won't work. All the time. Right? And then you pull it back just a little bit and it comes on and then you move it just barely and it goes back off. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Or, or you go up and you get the, the water on your hands because you turn the sink on. And then you're, you're lathering, and then the sun bit shuts off. <laughs> lathering, yeah, you're lathering your hands up. You know, you. I'm just impressed that you wash your hands, John. I, never <laughs> I wash my hands too. all the damn time. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the most germaphobic guy you'll ever meet. I have hand Come sanitizer. I'm you're serious. I have hand sanitizer in everything I own. <laughs> everything I own. And listen, uh, I used to get strep throat, some kind of bad. I'm talking like every year. And wow. I, when I get strep, it would be like deathly ill strep. I'm talking 105 degree temperature, thinking you're going to die shit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, when I worked at Buffalo Rock, I got strep throat for the last time. And when I came in, uh, went to the doctor, of course, you know, and the doctor told me, he said, have you ever thought about, you know, using hand sanitizer while you're out on your route? You know, because, I mean, you, you know, you, you can't feel like when you're stocking coolers, you know, when you're putting up cases, you can't fill the bottles. And we used to pick up, you could pick up like three bottles at a time, sometimes four, depending on how you grabbed them, uh, at a time to put them on the shelves. And, I mean, you're just stocking shelves like crazy, you know? So mm -hmm. going in and out of those coolers, grabbing cooler doors, you know, fronting your merchandise, turning your merchandise, you know, just merching, you know, just basically making the shelves look good before you leave the stops. You're grabbing, I mean, how many people are grabbing hold of those cooler doors every single day? So you're oh, getting yeah. all those germs all over you, right? And then you get back in the truck and you might eat lunch. So I'm grabbing a hold of a little Debbie or a sandwich, you know, with them nasty ass hands because you ain't going to go take time to wash your hands, right? Yeah. So, you know, you get in the truck, you eat, blah, blah, blah. And then, hell, next thing you know, you're sick as a dog. Well, I started using hand sanitizer, keeping... I think, hell, I'd buy a damn jug of hand sanitizer from Walmart, keep it in my damn truck. And from that point forward, I had, I did not get sick at all. None. That's so awesome. I live by it. I live by it. That was a great story, John. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you, dude. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's life. You know, it's life. I'm just trying to save some people's lives, Tom. So I'm actually <laughs> interested because you're going to do a John's pet peeves. I'm actually interested in hearing this every week. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, I, it just chaps my ass, though. You get your hands lathered up, and you go to put them up under there, and the damn sink shuts off. So you've got soap all over your hands. 
the last thing you want to do is reach up and grab a hold of the sink because it's supposed to be dirty again, right? So then maybe maybe you're not getting close enough. What are you trying to say, Jesse? I got a big gut or something? <laughs> no, I mean, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, brother. Maybe maybe I'm too close. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Or, I mean, you could always be far away because of the. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wasn't saying that about your belly. I was just trying to give you a compliment, but you took it the wrong way. That's fine. Because <laughs> uh, my belly keeps falling in the sink, is what it is. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Anyway, so Travis, let's talk about some lighting again. We'll get back on lighting. All right. <laughs> so if somebody wants uh, tail lights, like what's the rough price? Give you know, to give people listening the lowdown on on roughly what to expect if they give you a call. So, a couple different steps. Um, I have some some real basic do-it-yourself stuff. Um, stock look starts about three hundred and twenty bucks. Most of the popular stuff is um, going to start about six fifty, and at this point in time, I'm still including installation. I have to modify the housings. We convert it to what we call the one-piece turn signal. So instead of having two separate buckets, it's one full long piece. Runs the full uh, one-piece reverse light, which um, Blue Sky Restorations is the one that actually asked me if we could do a full one-piece reverse light. So I get a lot of input from customers as to, hey, can you do this, or we want to see this, and then. I figure out a made a way to work, make it work. But um, if you do sequential, it goes to seven fifty. If we supply housings and lenses, you're usually about eleven hundred bucks. That's kind of about where it's at. But try and make it affordable. If you can get affordable shipping and you want to send me in your housings and lenses, I'm happy to use what you have. It's a little more work for me, but I, I understand people on a budget. Not not everybody. I, I'll be honest. I don't have eleven hundred bucks. I could throw at my car without my wife shooting me for some tail lights. Yeah, I'm glad I build them because she'd kill me. But like the less expensive stuff, 650, 750, that wouldn't kill me. When I bought my first Capri tail light set, the first set he ever made, I paid retail. I paid $400 for a set of Capri tail light inserts. And it was. You work. Yeah. So, and it wasn't exactly the greatest fit. And I've worked hard to make sure that things fit better. I modify the housings extensively. You know, I, I try and make sure that it's a good product. The one thing, and this will be my shameless plug for me. I think of myself more of the Ferrari of light guys. I don't use cheap crap i i put stuff in i i'll stand behind the leds as long as you own the leds you're the original purchaser if you have any problems you send them back and i'll fix them i, I have I, no... can, I can attest to that i had the issue in the very beginning yeah. remember i sent yep. you that step back and actually john i'd only i sent these to travis like a week before a car show and what state are you in again utah, utah. yeah i sent them from jersey to utah and had them back in like six days yeah that's awesome yeah yeah so, so I, I'm but happy to stand behind. My wife, yeah, she actually works in childcare. She has a full time job. Okay. So, but that's here's the interesting thing: if she was talking, if she was, if she was giving you a hard time about buying damn lights, well, she'd mind her own damn business if you're the only breadwinner. Well, let, let me let me ex <laughs> let me explain why. At that point in time, she was working part time, more or less, to give us vacation money, and I was working full time. So part of that deal was she. Oh, had I'm gonna call. I'm calling bull. I'm calling bull crap on that, dude. You so, got 37 cars. She's been yeah, working well, to pay for some of them. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something about the 37 cars. Most of my cars I bought before they were popular cars, with the exception of the Skyline. And this is a sad story. I had a two a 99 or 2001 Cobra. I can't remember. Cobra convertible, supercharged. Had a had a Pro Charger on it. 450 horsepower. 
sold it for 11 grand so I could buy my $10,000 Skyline that makes like 180 horsepower. Hell yeah. That was a good move. Yeah, well, but I like my Skyline. It's fun, so. Yeah. It's kind of what is, what is, today. What does a head, set of headlights cost? Uh, so headlights, it, it depends. I do like the basic switchback conversion, or I can do it all amber if you don't want to do switchback. And I, I actually have been working on that for a while to get it so that it's could be a do-it-yourself kit. And that's 140 bucks. Real nice and easy. Plugs in two harnesses, four bulbs. Plugs in. You have to modify the outer housing. It looks like how Ford should have done it in the first place. Um, if you want to do a projector conversion, they start at $300, but I require new headlights. So you either have to send me new headlights or we will sell you new headlights because factory Ford headlights don't come apart. And most used headlights are so nasty that they don't come apart either. So, so I want to do this so bad. Yeah. My headlights, but I'm reserved because we talked about this a little bit, Travis. And I was going to message you. And who knows what happened? I got busy probably, but I have smoked ultra clears on my yeah. car and they are shit. They are junk. They look great. I yeah. just like my third or fourth set. Like well, I've had them crack for no reason. So like, I don't want to spend all this money to modify these. Yeah. To have to, to have, have issues. Shit lens break again. Yeah. Well, the good part is, is if it's the center like the headlight, you can just replace the headlight lens. Right. So you can keep the back part because you just basically heat it up in an oven. The lens will pull off. You put new sealer on, heat it back up, put the lens back on, and you're good. So when you do projector, you know, conversions or spend money on the headlight portion, it's not as hard to keep happy. The inner light, because they do break on that edge, I don't know what to tell you. It's, yeah, you're screwed. You got to buy a new one and start I over. Think, I think they're just cheap. Well, the nice part is with our projector or where with our switchback conversion, it plugs right in. So if you have to change your inner and outer lights, other than converting the outer light slightly, it, it doesn't matter. You can use the same kit over and over and over. We've been trying to make something that, that worked with that because I've had a couple of people I've done things for and same thing. They slammed their hood and half their light broke off and you're just like, Junk. this sucks. Yeah. It, it's mm -hmm. like the third set I've been on. It's, they're shit. They look great, yeah. but they're shit. Yeah. Well, what are you going to so, say? Uh, I mean, you make it sound so damn simple. He does. Oh, just put it in the oven. I know. And, you know take, it, take your headlight. I've, you know, I've done that like four times, and every damn time I wind up burning the damn headlight. Yeah, well, it's it's not that easy, but it's the experience thing you're paying for, and so I make it sound easy. The experience of you, burning up your headlight. That, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that. I mean, you would think uh, I would get experience after four damn headlights. Yeah, well, I've done four so many. I, I melted three high. tail lights the very first time I tried to do some of this stuff. I melted three tail lights that would not come apart. And really? it's crazy okay. to watch them go soft and all of a sudden they just sink and you're just. Oh, and it, it uh, happens just like that too. Yeah, it Literally, is. It's, like you've it's got fantastic a, to, it's horrible. Yes, yep. It yes, is. It's exactly. instantaneous. Yeah. So moral of the story is don't Send do the shit yourself. Travis. Let Travis do it. <laughs> yeah. Send the shit to Travis. Right. <laughs> so dude, what's the plans for the, the like classic LEDs? Like what, what's the. You know what's going to go 2024, 2025, and on. Like, where do you see it going? Where do you hope it goes? Well, so what I'm hoping, and I, I'm finally getting there. Um, 2023 was a horrible year for me in the fact that I could find zero reliable, dependable part-time help. Up until that point, I always had at least one or two part-time people helping me partially build the boards. 2023 killed me because I couldn't find anybody. 2024, I actually have two good people right now that are do, helping me catch up on my wholesale stuff, and then I'll start working on my retail stuff but i would like to be able to expand to the point where instead of being three four months behind i could actually be we'll call it four weeks out 
and maybe even have some stuff pre-built where I could get it out faster. Um, and then I'm working on expanding a little bit farther. I, I started dabbling in 94 to 98 taillights. I love the horizontal, you know, tri bars. And I've done a couple of kits. I just haven't had enough time to be able to actually get in and get them built. Right. Because there's a lot of people that like the SN95s. SN95 headlights are easier to build than Fox body headlights because there's more room. So I'm trying to expand a little bit on some of that. Um, in 2023, we started doing some of the F-body stuff. So I've got a couple of kits for some of the 82 through about 2002 Camaros where we do some front lights, um, some of the taillights. We'll so, We're not allowed to cuss on here, Travis. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm trying to support the, the 80s, 90s cars that nobody really wants to do much with, or they do really basic lazy kits because it, they don't make much money on them. And I'm happy to do them even though i don't sell a thousand kits a year because i like to see them i, I love and and this is a shameless plug for foxtoberfest because i this was my first year this year and i really loved it but i love going to car shows and i see my lights and i right. know they're my lights because i'm the only person that makes them like that everybody else that's copied them i can tell they just don't look the same they're just kind of off and so yeah. i've been trying to smooth things and perfect things and just kind of get everything better if you look at my very first lights I built, which I still have one in the basement and you compare it to what I have now, it's crazy how much it's grown in the last four years, how much better they are and just how things have progressed and, and just advanced, I guess. It's just like everything. It just gets better and better. And I hope it just keeps getting better and better. Well, I say, I would say though, Travis, it's probably a testament to how far you've come as, as a craftsman or an artisan, right? Because as we discussed at the very beginning, you didn't have any training. You didn't really know what you were doing but you've worked your way through and now you're to a level where, you know, you're, you're a professional, like you're, you're doing it, you know, and I don't think it's anything to do with technology. I think it's to do with your, your competency and what you've learned over that period of time. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It's been, it's been uh, a lot of uh, trial and error. And I'll tell you what I had, I was talking to somebody that does woodwork uh, a couple of days ago and he said, he, I tried something and in my mind, it looks, yeah, my mind, it looks so good. And then when I built it, it didn't look like calf the, you know, half as good as I thought it was. And it's the same right. thing. I build things and I'm like, in my mind, it looks like this Mona Lisa. And then mm -hmm. you finish it up and it's like the worst thing you've ever seen. And I'm like, <clears> you <throat> know, Picasso. yeah, that, that 10 hours is gone of my life and that $200 worth of material stuff. And I put it in the box and I go to something else. But anytime you can learn what does or doesn't work, it always helps you. So. Most of that, most of that like terrible looking stuff's all LS, ain't it? Yeah. Some of it. <laughs> Right. So what, um, what got you in the cars in the beginning? So it, it, most interesting story. My dad is an accountant. He's very non-car. None of my brothers, sisters, anybody are car people like none, none of them. So only thing I can think of is I had a buddy, um, who his family was into three wheelers and four wheelers. And I really liked that. That kind of got me going. And then around the corner from him, his, one of his dad's friend had a 1958 Corvette. Okay. Most beautiful car I'd ever seen. I was like 14 mm -hmm. years old. And I was just like, holy cow. And so from there, I kind of got into car magazines, you know, car craft, hot rod, things like that. And just really took off um, from there. And my very first car was a 70s Camaro. Uh, bought it with no engine, no transmission. Nobody that I knew could help me with it because I didn't know any car people. So I bought an engine from a wrecked van. I bought a transmission from the wrecking yard. I figured out how to wire it all up myself. I'm not going to tell you it was the prettiest or the nicest or the greatest car, 
but everything I learned about cars was hands-on super trial and lots and lots and lots of error. And so I think I appreciate it more because it was such an uphill battle to get there, but I love cars. They're like the greatest things ever. Are you considering yourself, even though you love all cars, you consider yourself box body first? Yeah, I, I'm more, I'm more of a, I call myself a Mustang guy. I'm not, I'm not going to say Ford guy. Cause there's a lot of stupid Ford stuff, but I'm, I'm a Ford guy with as long as the Mustang stuff and the Cougars. Cause I, I really like Mercury too. Um, I, I love Mercury stuff cause it's the same, but it's not the same. So it's kind of that variation, but, yeah. uh, yeah, we've got, I've, I've, and no joke. Last time I counted in my lifetime, I've owned over 140 Fox bodies. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gern, save some for the rest of us, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Between you and Joe in Hawaii, man, ain't nobody going to be able to buy another Fox body. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So are you close with your dad still and all that shit? Like you guys, your dad's still around? Oh, yeah. We, my, my parents live there like probably 15 miles from us. We see them, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten times a year. We still do, you know, like Christmas, Thanksgiving and all that stuff. I've Most of my family lives in the state of Utah. Um, one of my brothers lived overseas for a while. He lived over in Europe for a couple of years and he since moved back. One of my other brothers lived um, kind of out in the the midwest eastern area more closer to you guys i don't remember where he was going to he went to law school out there and then he's been back so most of my family's here um, my wife's family she doesn't have as big a family as i do but her family her, my father-in-law passed away two years ago but my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law still live um you know it's like three hours away and we probably visit them four or five times a year so lots of good family i mean it's it's uh, and I understand that not all of you have had great family things, and and that's hard. We've been lucky because yeah, you're rubbing it in. You're support. rubbing it in. Why don't you just rub it in a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, rub it a little bit harder, there, buddy. <laughs> oh, it's great. I love. Yeah. I had the best family. <laughs> I know you didn't. Like, I know you didn't have a mother, Tom, but mine was great. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm only messing with you. I know. <laughs> uh, so I got a question. Do all y'all out in Utah talk as fast as you do? Nope. <laughs> Damn. Just me. Energetic. You're setting it on fire, son. How old are you, Travis? <laughs> I am 52. You'd make a good auctioneer. Yeah. Hey, we're at 46 minutes. He's got an hour worth of podcast it oh, already. Shit. Like an hour <laughs> and 10 minutes in a damn talking. Like, you're going to you're gonna have to listen to it at 75% speed to slow it down. <laughs> slow to it understand down. everything. Well, We're going to sound real, real, real. <laughs> When I was younger, I had, um, my mom took me into the doctor and said, he's a little hyperactive. What can you do? And they said, well, we'll give you this drug that's supposed to help. So they gave it to me and I guess it sped me up faster. So she went back to the doctor and the doctor says, well, in 5% of the population, it's the opposite effect. And so that, I, I've always been, I'm going to call it high energy. I walk fast. I talk fast. Hell I yeah. just, I have to stay busy. I'm not a sit around and do nothing person. That's just not my personality. It's not how I live. So that's good. Though. And I, mean, I can't do anything about it either. I try, but I just can't. Yeah, that's how my son is. He's the same damn way. That's good though. So actually I got to go back a little bit. You said that you worked in the tire business. At what point did you transition from that job to going classic LEDs full bore? So the, the tire world from about 90, about 97 till about 2010, um, 
like I could tell you anything and everything about any tire size, make, model, anything. Wheels, I've always had a wheel fetish. I love wheels. I have another interesting fact about Travis. I have about 400 wheels at my house in my garage. Really? Really? Right now? Right now. Good Lord. I, I love, I love wheels. You and so, Rob Miller buying all the wheels in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm a little envious of Rob Miller's wheels because the guy he bought them from, I knew about too. I just couldn't come up with the money fast enough to buy them because wait, I love, wait, 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 wait. I are love fixing wheels. Off of, are they all off of four banger Mustangs? Oh no. So most of my wheels, <laughs> he's at most of my wheels are five lug off of Mercedes or BMW. And I redrill them ah. to fit my Ford because a funny fact, Mustang wheels are in high demand, but BMW and Mercedes wheels are not as in high demand. Yep. And I can get some really nice two or three piece wheels yep. for about half of what a crappy set of Mustang so, reproduction wheels go for. So Chris is going to be reaching out to you come, to come on the pod after you just said that. <laughs> I know he's got, he's got a nice wheel collection too. I like some of his, his wheels. He's got some, some extremely nice yeah. ones. Right. So they're mostly uh, BMW Mercedes. Yeah. But, I, and then I redrill them. So in the in the wheel world, I've actually got a buddy, Coy's Wheels. I'll do his shameless plug for him. That actually, he's been making his own wheels. They're cast for him, forged for him for years and years and years. He's the guy that kind of taught me a lot of what I know. But he bought a wheel drilling machine back in the late 90s, and I was the guy that got trained on how to use it. And it opened up the whole world because all of a sudden, wheels that didn't fit, fit. Okay, I need to know about this. So, you got... These are, say, a five-lug wheel. Okay. Right? It's different spec than what you're looking for. Yep. It's already got holes. How do you re-drill it? So there's, there's, there's three ways. You can do a second set of lug holes. If it's So cap-covered lugs, which everything used to be cap-covered lug, if there was not a pocket in the backside of the wheel, you could do a second set of holes. The second way is it's an oversized insert, and you can do a first oversize and a second oversize where it pulls the hole puts a metal insert in that's sandwiched in so it can't go through the wheel. Third one, you actually have somebody aluminum weld the holes back in, and then you redrill the wheels. So what's the most common way you do it? Uh, we usually just do an oversize because unless you're pulling a, like a lot, like I've pulled some Porsche wheels, five on 135 to five on four and a half, which is a big pull. It's 20 millimeters. And you mm -hmm. can see a little bit of a gap. Most people will never know. So if you do a five on 120 BMW wheel, to a five on 112 Mercedes, most people will never know. If you do a five on 108 to a five on four and a half, most people will never know because the insert fills it all up and nobody can tell for the most part from the top. But you can go out and buy some really nice, we'll call it like five series BMW wheels, which are great for Mustangs on offsets. Yeah. And, and you can get some really nice BBS wheels and no joke, use, they might sell for four or 500 bucks. You redrill them to a Mustang they go right on. And if it was the same wheel for a Mustang, everybody would want 1500 bucks for them. Right, I, I have right. some, I have some wheels off of a Lamborghini 20 by eight and 20 by 12 that are, I think they were $9,000 wheels and this will <clears> drive you nuts. I paid $1,800 for them and I redrilled them and I've got to change the barrels because my car won't hold a 20 by 12, but I basically have some really expensive wheels for about 2,500 bucks by the time I'm done. Wow. So, How much is a, machine to drill that to do that so i my buddy has one and so i just get to use his I, i'd redrill wheels for him every once in a while when his regular guy's out of town so he'll let me do it for just the cost of the inserts but he charges it's usually about 30 35 bucks per wheel to redrill them that's it so it's not it's not very expensive yeah shit this is and interesting then, 
Yeah. And then if you need to open up the center bore, cause a lot of wheels are like 66 millimeter, um, 64 millimeter. And, and most of the Mustangs are 70.3. And mm -hmm. so we can just flip the wheel over and we open the center bore up to be your 70.3 and then off you go. And so you have a wheel in some cases that was never made for that car that you have on your car and everybody wants to know how you did it because there are no adapters. It just bolts right up. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Chris is going to love this segment. I wouldn't be surprised if he reached out to you to talk more about <laughs> it. What's been done to my wheels, Tom? No, I know, but I didn't know exactly how they did it, right? Like I knew, yeah. I know Chris has had something similar done but i've never talked to someone who's done it so yeah. Yeah. it's pretty cool like is it like the machine like a drill press or something like how does what does it yeah. look so, like so I've, I've used three different machines the one i use currently is pretty much manual you have a table you chuck your wheel up and then it spins but it has like stops where for if it's a four lug five lug six lug eight lug pattern you have to stop in a specific spot to make sure it's set up right the very first machine i used was a 100 percent cnc you plugged in everything you needed you set the depth, you push the button and it did everything all by itself, which okay. is the nicest, but there, you know, might be a hundred thousand dollar machine where the current one that the, my buddy has, I think it's probably like a 25, $30,000 drill. No, I mean, come on. Yeah, so, nothing. well, nothing. but if you're, if you're doing wheels all day long, you, you can order in blank wheels, which is what one of my buddies does. The guy that makes the wheels, he just orders them in blank because it can be a five, four and a half, five, four and three quarter, five on five wheel on the exact same wheel. And then yeah. you order it in with a tall pad. And so if you need more offset, you just shave the pad down a little bit and you can change the offset. So one wheel really becomes 20 wheels. So it pays yeah. for itself because you don't have to have as much inventory. Right. So again, why do you have 400 wheels? Because I have a wheel problem. And <laughs> I, I, I was in the wheel business for so long that you get deals. And so I have some, like I have multiple sets of three piece wheels that, I paid two, three, four hundred dollars for the set of them, where normally you're paying nine hundred to twelve hundred dollars a wheel. And so the deal would come along. Somebody's like, I don't want them anymore. I put new wheels on. I don't know what to do with them. You offer them a couple hundred bucks and they don't have to put them in their garage. So they're happy to sell them to you. So I buy them and put them in my garage. Four hundred wheels in your garage. Well, yeah, you, so you they're really not all in my garage. Half of them are in my garage. The nicer boxed up, boxed up new ones or high dollar ones. And the other half are behind my garage in a pile. Gotcha. <laughs> unbelievable yeah yeah i mean now i want to see this pile like don't you want to know what's in there like my whole house? <laughs> I, I know what's in there i've got i've got all sorts of stuff i've got some bbs wheels in there i've eh, got nobody wants wheels i've got low and heart wheels i've got um maya wheels i've got uh, uh what's the other one uh racing heart i've got uh, my, I've got Sterns. My Sterns are inside the house or inside the garage because I've got some Stern three-piece wheels, um, two different styles, Beast Step and Beast or Freeze. Flat lip. What was that? Step lip or flat lip? Uh, so my Stern wheels, the fronts, because they're 18-inch, they're flat lip. They're, the rears are step lip because they're 17s, but I'm going to convert all of them to run 18-inch on them. So, And then I'm gonna, I've got to change the rear barrels because I'm not running the wider Cobra-style rear end. I'm running the Fox body length so I can actually have some dish on them. So I love stern wheels. Yeah. They're good wheels. That's, I don't know if you saw my post. I just had a guy in uh, Latvia was making metal stern caps. And so I bought two sets of metal stern caps. So they're engraved. It looks just like the plastic stern caps, but they're more of a late eighties, early nineties metal billet center cap with an O-ring to hold them in. Hey, crazy. Yeah. 
which is fantastically cool. So you only yeah, have one, awesome. set, one set of sterns? I have two. Well, so I have two and a half. So I've got a set of the Beast 3, which is the one that everybody likes on Salines. I have a set of 16-inch ones, but the one-piece wheel, exact same wheel, but a one-piece. I ran on my SVO for years that I'm going to have converted into three-piece wheels. And then I have a set, a pair of Beast 2 wheels, which is a slightly different face, that are brand new in the box, 17-inch, that I've got to find a set of rears for to match up. Jeez, so, Dang. I, you know what? I bet you him and Tom Clark could have a, a three-day-long conversation. I, I talk with Tom all the time. We, he, It's funny. I have a couple of guys that I've never met Tom in person. He's, he's on my list. That that was my one thing about Foxtoberfest. I was so excited because I got to meet everybody in person that I've yeah. known for years. Tom couldn't make it. He had some problems, but he might be going to SEMA with me this year if all works out. But I talk with him. He's one of those late night guys too, because I can send him a message at 2 a.m. sometimes and he'll respond. Right. So it, it's kind of fun. But yeah, he I talk to him all the time. We've done the lights on his um, recoup. And then I've done some of the lights on one of his other cars and we're working on one of his other cars too. That with the pace car ever gets done, we're going to do all the lights on his pace car too. So heck yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. He's a good dude, man. Uh, he's, I like he's a great guy. Yeah, for sure. John, you're muted. I said, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just see your mouth moving and your arm waving. <laughs> he's all right. He'll say that, and then Tom will see this, and next time he wants some center caps or some emblems or something done, John will be like, yeah, when I get to yes. it. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking yeah, that, yeah. that you 400 wheels, Jesse's always in the market for new wheels. He should be – Bring it. I mean, <laughs> you'll have a mismatch set. So, I mean, shit, you get four different ones, Jesse. And it won't matter. <laughs> you have four <laughs> different cars. I mean, I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> What did you think of Foxtoberfest? How was your experience? Man, I, I loved Foxtoberfest because uh, I'm going to go back to your last show where you talked about the burnout thing. Mm -hmm. So many, many years ago, I was really active in our local Mustang club. In fact, I was the president for a year. We had some, they're not big compared to like Foxtoberfest, but we'd have 150, 200 cars. Um, really nice, really fun, but got to the point where I got a little burned out because I was working 50, 60 hours a week and I just didn't have time for the car stuff. So I've been out of it a little bit. We went to Mustang Week last uh, 2022, which was a lot of fun because we thought it was the last one was on my list. So I'm excited. And I told my wife, I said, well, next year we're going to go to a show back east again. And it's either going to be the Chocolate Fox or uh, Foxtoberfest. And she likes Halloween. So I said, well, let's do Foxtoberfest because I knew that more of the people I knew would be there. And so talked with uh, Brent, you know, because I wanted to drive a Fox. So talk with Brent about a way that I could use his Fox body to do the events and go to the cruises and, you know, just have fun and got that all worked out and got back there. And man, that was one of the best shows I've ever been to because everybody was super nice. Everybody was super friendly. I got to talk to all sorts of people. Um, the, the bash at the brewery, man, that was like one of the greatest nights I've ever had with Fox body people because like, yeah. it was just like a big, like, like a big high school reunion where, everybody just like, like you could talk to anybody. Like you didn't have to know anybody. You could just walk up, start talking to people and they talk to you. Yeah. We killed it that night. I'm just going to say yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And so I, we're going to try and go this year again, just because of that, because man, it, it was just one of the greatest car shows I've ever been to. As far as I didn't feel like an outsider. I felt like, like I could be there and, and people would, you know, help me out. So. Right. You think about the trophies. Yeah. The trophies were cool. <laughs> 
I thought that was the pretty I like the chop chop one. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you think yeah. about seeing the cars? Oh, I, I love the cars. It was it's I've had a couple of Capris, and I'll be honest, out here in Utah, unless I drive my Capri and my buddy drives his Capri, we're the only Capris you ever see. It was kind of cool there because I got out there and there were three or four Capris all parked next to each other. And the yellow saline convertible. I love the yellow and black saline convertible. I mean, and then like all of your guys' cars, I got to see Robert Miller's cars. I mean, um, there were just so many cool cars and my idea of cool cars, it doesn't have to be a hundred thousand dollar restoration. Right. I love those cars, but I also love the beater cars that show up that you can tell that the guys spend a bunch of money. In fact, like the guy that won the convertible top that at the show that his car was totally, you know, I'm going to call it trashed because it just looked like it had been sitting for a while. I love that stuff. I love the fact that people are driving cars that they haven't spent their life savings on that, you know, it's not the blank check Fox. I love the blank check Fox, but I like the guy too. That's got a $1,200 car and he drove it there, you know, and he's, he's happy to show it off. He's proud that it's his car. Yeah. So I, I love all the cars and man, it was fantastic. I, I walked around the whole thing like four times. Well, I think it's the best. We, we've talked about it before, but I think that's the best part of the, you know, the Fox body uh, community is that it is welcoming. And it is one of those communities where, you know, you, you develop a friendship or whatever online. And then when you see somebody in person, you pick up just like you saw them yesterday, you know, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was. And that's how it was. I had, um, I think I had 12 people I wanted to meet and I got to meet 10 of them. Bill Butler couldn't make it. He had like the stomach flu and Tom Clark couldn't make it because he had something else. Gary from Castle Customs thought was a 50 50 on. He thought he might be able to make it. He was on my list of people to meet too, but everybody else I got to meet, which was great. I got to meet you, Tom and Jesse and John. I mean, there were just a whole bunch of people I'd done lights on that told me they would be there. Got to meet up with all of them, talk with them, see their cars. I mean, it's just, it's just so much fun. I mean, it's, I look forward to things like that. Absolutely. Are you going to go back this year? Yeah, it's on my list. It's a little, it's throwing me off a little bit because SEMA is the week right after. And so we're probably not going to go out for the full week. We're probably going to try and be there for the bash at the brewery. Then the car show for the two days come back because then um, Monday we leave for vacation. And then my vacation is five or six days before SEMA. And then I go to SEMA. So I'll be gone for almost three weeks in a row between that. But it's, uh, we had so much fun last year we decided we're going to go in again this year and then next year we'll try and do like the chocolate Fox or pits or ponies in the Smokies or something else. So right, it's like one big one a year kind of deal. Yep. Well, it's a little harder because we have to fly out and there's no real cheap tickets flying back there. Everything's a thousand bucks for two people or more. Yeah. By the time you get the room, you know, there's another thousand, 1200 bucks by the time you get food and everything else. And that's not even including a car. So, you know, you're 2,500 bucks into it and plus whatever the car costs. So it's, yeah. it's not that great. And I don't have the time to drive it. My car, I have a couple of cars that would make it. In fact, my orange car would probably do great, get good gas mileage and it's pretty dang reliable, but I don't have three or four days to drive there and then three or four days to drive back on top of all the other stuff. So it's the time that just kills me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that, that's a big thing for a lot of people, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Time. Because I don't know, it seems like the older I get, like the amount of vacation time I have never seems like it's enough. I'm sure what else thinks like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. If you think about it, when you're younger, like I had time galore. Like I, like 
play video games all the time. I sit around like, what do we want to do? I don't know what you want to do. You know, and as you get into your forties, all of a sudden it changes. And it's like, you don't have enough time to do the things you need to do plus the things you want to do. And so then you have to figure out where the line is to make it all work. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like the struggle. I think a lot of us are having this year. Yeah. But I think, like I said, winter blues and all that stuff, everything will come around full circle, I think. and For sure. It'll be good. And those blades of grass start turning green, buddy. Yep. They're not. Come back on the trees. Are they ever not? Are they ever not green in Alabama? Yeah. I mean, they're. Oh, our, our grass turns brown almost immediately. Brown fall here. You can still see your grass, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not dirt. No, I mean, ours is buried. You can't even see it. Oh, yeah. You got snow on yours. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. So did you take a nap when you got home from work today, Tom? Me, no. I did not. You look like you got bedhead or a bad cow lick on that one side over here. I think it's just his head. Right I think there? it's just my head. It's growing. My hair's getting too long and it's getting all like Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Tom, why did you move? Why, why aren't you down in the, the bunker yeah. like you used to be? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I tried for better broadband. Where are you at? You, like upstairs? Yeah, I'm in a spare bedroom. Spare bedroom? You used to be able to things to be a lot better on things, you know what I mean? It seems to be better, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> what the hell did you say, Jesse? I said back in your old area, you used to be able to get away with some stuff. I well, I, I know. Well, I still can because everyone's downstairs. If you notice, I'll sneak. You're making me want to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> open the win- you can open the window and let it out that way, right? You're like an old, you're like, like that. It's like you're back in high school. Crack you the window a little bit. It is. Almost yeah. every time I get busted though after. Yeah, Aaron's going to whoop your ass. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck, I pay the bills here too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Aaron strikes me as the kind of lady that won't take a whole lot of that BS. No, she doesn't. But she's got a lot of her mind right now, so I can price. Get away with more shit than usual. Right. <laughs> you, know? you can slide some of that stuff by, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah. She's, she's got a lot going on, so. Yeah. That's actually why I was late tonight. I was dealing with some shit, but what are you going to do? So you Life, start traveling this weekend, don't you? I start traveling this weekend, yeah. So this right. weekend, I'm going to Asbury Park, Jersey. Uh, Then, oh, actually, I get one weekend off. And then from there, it's North Carolina. Philly, Connecticut, and then wherever else the road leads you from there. Yeah. Every, every week. You fly? What was that? I said, are you going to drive to all these? Are you flying? Drive. Mm. And you're going to get a lot of frequent driver miles in. Yeah. I thought about flying to the North Carolina one, but it, it, it ended up being way more money. And when you're traveling every weekend, Airbnbs and hotels, it's like, eh, I'll just, just drive. Yeah. You're going to listen to that sucky 5 Asylum podcast while you're driving? <laughs> no, because you want to know I'm having a bad week. My The radio in my truck broke. So now what? I get that. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> so that shit broke. How like, did it you, break? Did it freeze to death? I don't know. The screen, man. It just, like, you turn it on and it's just, like, glitchy. You know what? how it broke? It broke because it's a Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good possibility no, I like that truck Yeah, I like it better than any Ford I ever owned I'm not going to lie mm. Dude, mm. 
All right. Mm. I know people are going to hate me for saying this, but every Ford I ever owned was underpowered compared to this truck. So what's your dream truck? Mine? Yeah, if you could have your choice of truck, what would it be? So it, at one point, it was like a Raptor. Okay. But I'm not going to lie. Now that I have had this Chevy, I don't know that I could go back to Ford pickup, dude. Yeah. I don't know if I could, honestly, man. Like, I've had F-150s. I've had F-250s. You ever had an EcoBoost? No, I haven't. They pull pretty good, from what I understand. Yeah, I heard. Have you heard one of the Raptors? Your favorite, Jesse. What would you have? What would you have if you had had your choice of truck? What would it be? I don't really know. Um, I mean, but to get to the back to the point where you just said, John, about the EcoBoost, like, I I towed my car to Foxtoberfest with the Expedition, and that thing was just yeah. it wasn't even there. We can't ask you. The dude gets paid by Ford. <laughs> yeah, but he can still answer the damn question, Tom. Well, see, I got two stacks of money though. One's Ford, and then one's Look at, looking at Jesse. Know. His probably his is probably that damn uh, what is it? Uh, SpaceX truck. No, God, no. <laughs> SpaceX. He said. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that there's, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what truck. Denali, baby. Denali. No, I think, I don't know. I mean, I think because there's all, there's trade-offs for everything, right? Like, like a Raptor R would be cool because it's like the GT 500 motor, but you're going to get like three miles a gallon, you know, a super duty would be amazing, but you're going to get 10 miles a gallon, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, I'd probably have to think about that. You know what? Honestly, I'll put a I'll put a little bit of a uh, a curveball in there, and also, you know, kind of taking a little bit of uh, of cue from uh, Travis with his his different likes is uh, I'd probably try to get a GMC Cyclone. GMC. Oh, those are cool. Okay, Travis, what, what about you, buddy? So, a little bit of a trick question. I've driven a 2018 or 2019 Raptor with the uh, EcoBoost in it and all zero to hundred is like six seconds. Like it's like crazy. And it's the smoothest thing. You don't even feel the 10 speed shift, but for a while I had a 78 C10 that uh, another long story I won't get into. That was my buddy's grandpa's. His dad gave it to me cause he wasn't really in the trucks. Um, straight six fun truck to drive. Just, just fun. Wait, we're talking about fun trucks or just like everyday trucks. I was talking about, no, it wasn't, it was my everyday truck for, I drove it almost every day for a year and a half and it was great. It, it's not a fast truck, but I can put my dream truck back. What? I want to know what your damn dream truck is. Well, so that's what I am saying. So if I, if I could have an older pickup, but with, and I'm going to say the LS oh, word yeah. with more of an LS or even a coyote, that's yeah. my dream. I I'm I like the newer trucks, but I like how the older trucks look and feel. Same. They just don't have enough power and they need better brakes. Yeah. But I'd rather have an older truck. My dream truck for forever, which some of you may appreciate, was a Toyota mm-hmm. extended cab pickup from like back to the yeah, future. Jesse was all diehard Toyota too. They were like just super cool and they last forever. They go <laughs> for like 400,000 miles. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse was like, a Toyota spokesman for yep. years until he got this job at Ford. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, he's a you don't hear a <laughs> not, Hey, I'm still a Toyota guy. I got you, you. You see what I'm still driving. Yeah. 
The only reason I'm getting a Ford truck is because I'm getting like a 40% discount. Oh, yeah. <laughs> getting a Ford discount. I don't know. A Lightning would be nice. We're talking dream truck. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, what, a, like a first gen, second gen, no, or third gen? gen? Like a second gen. Oh, right? you like the first gen. I do, but I, that wouldn't be my dream. Okay. So it's like a really gen. nice one for sale up here as a rolling chassis right now, dude. I keep going back to it. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah, well, you can't you can't go get that, Tom, because you're gonna get a ditch car. Well, that's it. I really do like ditch cars. Hey, yeah. did our discussions last week? Did it drive the price down? <laughs> there was no there was no comment made. <laughs> no. None whatsoever, huh? No, there was a comment made in our chat. Yeah, Not about was. that though. <laughs> do you like ditch cars, Travis? I do. That's. It was funny back in the day, and I still have an original uh, brochure from Ditch um, from the probably the early 90s, mid 90s. Um, but that that and Saline's, I like the Saline ground effects. I know not everybody's a fan. I can appreciate that. We were talking about Dash, not Saline. I know, but I'm saying Saline <laughs> and Dash, those were the two cars that I just loved because it was different. And I like the Dash side skirts. I think are the best looking side skirts because it really changes how the car looks. So, <laughs> all right, you got 400 wheels. You drill Mercedes and BMW goes out to fit Fox bodies. You have an original desk brochure. Chris is going to love you. <laughs> Did you talk to Chris at uh, yeah, I, talk, I talked to Chris a little bit. Yeah. Fox Tower sounded a little giddy when you said that, Tom. Did you hear him? Yep. He did. He. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you might have a crush or something on Chris. What's up? <laughs> y'all got something going we need to know about <laughs> all right dash or celine if you'd had a pick Travis. he didn't say no he i, I would take no. i would take a celine um my, my dream car is a 93 sa10 what the fuck man? that's just i like thought this was car. a good podcast up until now yeah i know <laughs> body so, kits on coops <laughs> well what was that what do you think about body kits on coops? I'm trying to get away from the, you promoting Celine. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't like them as much on the coops. I like them on my my favorite Celine is a convertible because I think on the convertibles it just works better with the top so you down. You don't like it on you don't like it on. I'm, I'm not as big of a fan on the coops. I like the coops with body kits, but it's not my favorite. I kind of prefer not. I do like, and this is where I'm a little weird, and I that's what I put on mine. I love the 79 to 82 noses on coops. Because I just think it makes the car look better. Yeah. But I'm not sure what to do on the sides or the rear because it just doesn't flow like it does with the hatchback or the convertible. You put Capri fenders on it, like oh, yeah. Rob I've, did, and you've got, got, well, got, got Capri car. fenders on my McLaren. It's an '88 McLaren, so it's the GT convertible basically. But I've got Capri fenders on it. I'm going to put Capri quarters on it. So, eighty. Mm. That's what Jesse Barrett did. He's yeah. got an 80, 88 T-Top GT that everyone thinks is a Capri because he put fenders and quarters on it. Foxy Brown. Yeah. Yep. Every yep. time he posts a picture of that car, have you guys ever <laughs> paid attention to the comments? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing with his is he actually went the step further and put the Mustang lip back on the Capri fender. And widened the lip. Yeah, which if you're if you're really paying attention, you know anything about it, you'd realize right then that something is way off because that's not even close to original. No, right. but you do, every time he posts a picture of that car, it's like an argument. Like, yeah, no, you Capri. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> nah. Yeah. What's wrong, Jesse? No, I just, you know, it's one of those things. Like, 
there's just dumb people out there. They don't get it. I know. You know, Jason, they don't... you looking at the clock, buddy? Yeah, Liz went to go get her. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, she I just wanted to make sure open... didn't get in trouble. No, that's why I opened the door because uh, she can't get the keys to the truck. Right. Oh, cool. You, you got kids, Travis? I do. We've got four kids. Two boys and two girls. Oh, and right on. Amazingly enough, if you can believe this, not one single one of my kids is a car person. You're just like How a lone are? wolf out there. What was that? You're like a lone wolf out there. Yeah, I, I have all these cars that I would have died if my dad had had anything even kind of cool. When I was growing up, I got to drive a station wagon. That was the car. And so I've got all these fun cars. And one of my kids can drive a stick shift but doesn't like driving a stick shift. And most of my cars are stick shifts. And my kids have no desire. Like, they don't have any desire to drive them, to get in them, anything. Like, they're just like, nope. Are they all old enough to drive? Three of them are old enough to drive. And, and uh, in fact, the funny thing is, one of them still doesn't have a driver's license. One of them, six years after, could have driven. Took him six years longer to get his driver's license. My my youngest son, he got his driver's license when he was 17. But what, they just didn't want to drive? Didn't want to drive. Yeah, no desire. What is going on with the kids nowadays? They yeah, I know. I saw this on the news the other day that, that there, there was a bunch of you know kids that didn't care anything about driving. What's it's everything's online. It's a virtual world. You don't have to well, drive anywhere. Well, that coupled with helicopter parents that are just going to satisfy their ever need, they don't need to leave. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I can't imagine. I'm I'm telling you, the I was lined up at the door the second I turned old enough to get my driver's license. Yeah, no shit. I'm ready to get the hell out of the house. Right. I, I remember I counted down for my eighth birthday every year. <laughs> yeah. Only eight more years, I get my license. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is how uh, devoted I was. I had to take driver's ed in the summertime and I had to be there at seven o'clock every morning for driver's ed in the summer. So I could get my driver's license on my birthday. And guess what? We'd go to bed sometimes at four or five o'clock in the morning. I was up at seven o'clock at the school taking driver's ed so I could get my driver's license on my birthday. What do you so, think has changed, man? Like it's crazy. Did you, did you do driver's ed too, Tom? Uh, So they offered it into our school, but my dad didn't trust me. So he got like a company so he can make sure that I went. <laughs> How about you, Jesse? Yeah, we had it in uh, probably my junior year of school. I took it as like a regular class for a semester. Yeah. Okay. So during the school day, we would go driving around with the, yeah, the teacher. Yeah. Oh, you did it during the school yeah. day. See, our school mm -hmm. offered it like after hours on the weekends. No, ours was during the school day. I'll never forget. Okay. okay. Do, they, do schools still do that? Yeah. Some of them do. Yeah. yeah. They do down here. I can't believe kids these days don't. Eight years after he was old enough to get it. Is that what you yep. said, Travis? Yep. Just had, had no desire. Finally got a job that uh, we, well, here's what changed. We, we, because we wanted him to work, we got him a bus pass and he had one job he could take the bus, you know, to and from. Had another job that he got off at like one o'clock in the morning. So he couldn't drive. Or, I mean, he couldn't get a bus. He couldn't get a bus. So he had to get a ride. And so we started doing that. And we did that for about a month. And then we told him he had to pay for gas. Mm. And then all of a sudden it changed because it was no longer a free ride. And when he had to fill the tank up and it's 40 bucks, it's like the whole world changed. And then he got a little more excited about doing some things and it took another year. And then he got a driver's license and then he couldn't realize he, well, he was a little overwhelmed by insurance and yeah. gas and all of that. And it's like, it was a whole different world from then on. 
And I yeah, think he appreciated it more, but it was after the fact a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, Welcome it's to Manhattan, buddy. It's not just him. Yeah. A lot of kids nowadays, man. They got no yeah. interest in that shit. It's wild. Yeah. Which it's crazy. That's why I like going to the car shows and seeing the younger kids that have the beat up foxes and they're driving them because yeah. it, it tells you that it's not dying off completely because there's kids there that are driving. Yo, you know? my daughter's getting her license whether she wants to or not, or she can move the fuck out. I am not. <laughs> I am not shuttling a fuck 22 year old around. Fuck that. Yeah. No. <laughs> not happening. You are grown ass. <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm saying? Put them big girl panties on. Let's go. That's it, dude. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. Be scared. Yep. Whatever. Cry it out. I don't know what to tell you. Life's yeah. hard. Get a helmet. Yep. That's <laughs> That's Grow up. Yep. What was your first car? So, my very first car was a mid 70s Camaro. Oh, you yeah. said that. That's right. Yeah. With no, with no motor. My redeeming thing was, is my third car was a 65 Mustang. Okay. So I had right. that. I, I actually had, when I was in high school, I was a Camaro guy. I had, Did you I have probably a had about an eight or nine Camaros by the time I was 20. Did you have a mullet? I did have a mullet. Yep. Mm. You did? Yeah. Did you wear did. New Balance tennis shoes? Nope. Didn't wear New Balance. I think I wore Did you have a members only jacket? Yeah, I don't think I had a members only. I had a Levi jacket though. You wear Pumas? Oh, you all oh, denim guy. Yep, denim guy. But oh, then the funny thing was, I had a '71 Camaro that I'd spent a ton of money on restoring it, and I had a short block I had built in college. I took some automotive classes in college, and it was about forty-five hundred bucks to finish the Camaro, to finish all the engine work up, get a transmission, get it all painted, and I went shopping around to see what I could buy with forty-five hundred dollars in an I can drive it today car. And that's when I stumbled across my 86 GT and I actually ended up buying my 86 GT for like 2,800 bucks in 90, 92. And it was just such a fun car that I kind of got out of the Camaros at that point in time, other than I, I had a 68 Camaro I kept for a couple of years, but that's kind of where it turned. And all of a sudden I became a Fox body guy and the Fox body stuff took off. Um, I was engaged to my wife at that time. So I talked her into buying an 84 Mustang convertible <laughs> And we've had a Fox body, at least one Fox body since then. And most of the time in our lives, we've had four or five Fox bodies since then. Does your wife Dang. drive them? Um, well, so she has an 89 convertible LX right now. It's her It's her car. The 93 Mazda RX-7 is actually her car too. I drive it more, but it's her car. Um, but she, she'll drive them. She goes out and has fun. She likes driving them. So what, is that, what is that RX-7 worth? Uh, it's probably about 30, 35,000. Yeah. So Jesus. remember when they were rolling around everywhere, them things? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, when I bought my RX-7, I used to drive it about two or three times a week just because I'm worried about parking it because if it gets dented, it's expensive. Um, but I used to see two or three of them a week driving around, and then it went down to one a week, and then one a month, and then one a year. And I can't even tell you the last time I saw one on the street driving. Yeah. Now they're 30 grand. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. some of them are 40, 50, 60 now. They're yeah, getting yeah. up there. It's Wild crazy. Shit, man. Like the Supra too, right? Holy yeah, God. yeah. Supras are twice that expensive. If you have a turbo Supra and a real turbo Supra, they're like sixty, seventy thousand yeah. dollars. They're just crazy. It's, money. it's wild, right? I do yep. like those cars, though. What do you think yeah. of those cars? Oh, I love I those. Love and so the Japanese cars, the Supras, the Skylines, the RX-7s, the MR2s. I mean, late '80s, early '90s. They just they were on the ball. They knew what they were doing, and they did a great job. They we're just cleaning house on the American cars other than the Mustang and the Camaro. Yeah. I don't have I, this thing like a damn rotary engine. 
It's funny. Have you ever been in a rotary car? Oh yeah. They are so insane because it doesn't feel like the motor's running. And when you're accelerating, it is the smoothest thing you've ever felt. It doesn't, it's, it's just insane. And they're fast. Yeah. They get 12 miles to the gallon, but they're fast. Yeah. I went 177 in a twin turbo Supra. Oh, nice. Yeah. Stupid too. I'm talking stupid fast. That's way cool. If I was ever going to buy an import, it'd be a Supra. I love those fucking things. Yeah. They're, they're they're good cars. Well, so one of the things I want to do, I'm hoping in the next couple of years, if I can find a way to do it, I'd like to put a Barra engine in my little orange car. Mm. Because oh, I, yeah. love, I love straight sixes because you get great torque. Yeah. But you can still make some insane power. Yeah. So, and longevity, too. You know, oh, yeah. They last forever. Yeah. Well, the straight, with those Barra's, you, you could put like a freaking thousand millimeter turbo on that Joker. Oh, yeah. You can make some great they power. Make power to the sun. Yep. Hmm. You don't see many six cylinder Mustangs around, even at no. the shows. No, nope. maybe that's what you need to do to the Capri twin turbo six cylinder 300 six, dude. A 300 straight six with twin that's turbos, do three pops per turbo. You think it would fit under the hood? No problem. Hell yeah, oh, yeah they'll fit. They, they've had a straight six. So yeah, they back used to in have the, a straight six. Back in the 79, 80. Yeah, but it wasn't runs. a 300. If I remember correct, the 300 is oh. kind of tall, right? But they're a, not that much taller. If you have a cow hood, you'll clear just fine because most of it comes out the side. It's not top, it's width. Yeah. 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 It's been a long time since I've seen a 300 straight six, but if I, if I remember correct, I thought they were tall. But you yeah, might actually, a little tall. One of my many cars I had, I had an 82 Capri Black Magic. It was a straight six with a four speed, and it was a fun car to drive, dude. That would be sick. Imagine one of those with a cam. Oh I don't God. know. Would it sound like shit? No, they, they sound pretty decent. Yeah, they sound with a cam. I've never. I don't know that I've heard one with a cam. Yeah, you, you need to go look on online some and listen to them. They're hmm. badass. How come no one's done this that I've seen at a show? So or, because because for the straight six, you have to have a straight six K member. They're different. Than yeah. the four cylinder or the V eight K members, it has to be a straight six K member, and it costs so what, a pretty good penny now. All right, so listen, I don't know about this. I'm going to learn what K member would it go in a Fox body and put a three hundred in. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. So you'd you'd have to just go get an original straight six K member, mm-hmm. right? And your three hundred will bolt up. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But, but you got to find the car that had the straight six. Straight six K. Yeah, how many of those six cylinder cars were made? Uh, I've got one in the backyard. I was going to say there were a ton of them. With a K member, they were popular. <laughs> Will it fit in a silver? This is all coming the fucking light right here on this podcast. <laughs> uh, the you can, hey, you the need to make is, the K members gone, Tom. Oh, <laughs> oh. God, Don, where'd it go? Uh, I, well, I, I don't really remember. I don't. I think Man. it was gone when I got. Yeah, the you car. never know. Robert Miller might have one in all of his cars. Yeah, yeah, I bet he does. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does. Also, a, a straight six with a turbo. Yeah, dude. I'm yeah. feeling it. You sound a real right there. Tire bio. Diesel motor. <laughs> With a tire bio. <laughs> With a tire bio. <laughs> you uh, hick. I, I mean, I kind of am. I'm just kind of a Pennsylvania mountain hick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? know all that. I, I still see the Jersey Shore in you is what I see. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I, work, I work in Jersey every day, so you, I still have that like Jersey. I guess you guys say I'm at, like I sound different or some shit. Gag me with a spoon, shit. 
You can't even say sandwich properly, dude. Sandwich. It's not Sam itch, bro. <laughs> sure it is. No, Sam it's not S A M I C H. It's not how you say spell sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's how you spell it. Travis. Did you say I C H? Yeah. It sandwich. Itch. Itch, right? Or itch. itch. Sandwich. Sandwich. Spell the way, Jesse. How, so how does he spell it the way he says it? I'm I T C H. S A M I T C H is how you would spell yeah. it if you would. Okay. If I were to text it to you, that's what it would look like. Sandwich. Yeah, Sam itch. All mm-hmm. right. Itch. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's like probably. Instead of probably, I always say probably. And I even text it probably. P R O L L Y. I mean, that makes more sense than Sam itch. <laughs> battery. I always say battery. I don't ever say battery, Harley. <clears throat> I don't know about you guys down there. Uh, it's just part of you know living right. in the south. So what else is going on? Nothing. That's not a whole not a whole heck of a yeah. lot. Just uh, well, what other uh, what other product lines do you guys have, Travis? You said you got some wholesale accounts. You do some Fox bodies, some some GM, some C10 stuff. What uh, so what do you, do. What, do you, what product line do you have that you think people would be surprised to know that you have? So we question. do weird stuff too. So like. Uh, Trying to think what the most bizarre one I have is. Um, so Edsel made a station wagon in 1958. I think they made 62 of them, and we make a taillight for it. It's like it looks kind of like a sideways V. So we have oh, an LED cool. insert for that. What um, the hell brought that on? Like, what makes you to pick that car? Somebody asked if we could do one, so we said okay. So we did. Okay. Um, we just did some for so uh, now you got four more left rod in, in six volt with a with a positive ground, not a negative ground. Um, we're working on some for an MR2 right now, a, a early nineties MR2. I've done, did some a couple of months ago for a Dodge van. I mean, just run of the mill stuff. And it's just, you know, my thing is, is if it's not because I had to learn how all this design stuff works, the design stuff, the more I do, the better it gets. And so I'm open to trying whatever, because it, it, it it's really helping me to push my limits on what I can and can't do. But at the same time, I get these guys that say, hey, nobody wants to touch it because they're only going to sell 10 this year. And I'm like, well, if you're willing to pay X amount of dollars, I'll build one for you. And they're like, okay. And so we we do. And the nice part for me is if somebody asks in the future, I've already got it designed. I can go forward. Somebody else has already paid to you know get there. And so I, I don't have a problem with whatever weird stuff is, as long as it's not you know, going to cost me $10,000 to build and you only want to pay $1,000 for it. So. Right. So most of your stuff is is like retrofitting. Yeah, most of our so we do from nineteen I think nineteen thirty six cylinder little or little six volt little basic square up until early to mid nineties is kind of where we cut off because that's about the time that they started sealing lights, and so I can still build them, but I actually have to actually cut the light apart to put an LED insert in there, and then I have to seal the light back up, which is just a lot of work. Yeah, have you ever thought about making like your own light, like like? Here's an idea. Like, well, it's kind of stealing from Chris. Like, remember when he was doing? Was it the ship box that he put those turn signals into the mirror? Yeah. You ever thought about creating something like that for a Fox body? Like an actual? Like he he modified whatever yeah. Volkswagen so, or whatever. I won't give away all of my 300 secrets, but a couple of the things I'm working. I'm trying to get a 3D scan of a Fox body mirror 7986 so we can do some integrated turn signals because it would be easier if I could have something I could 3d print or mm-hmm. have done in carbon fiber or fiberglass that was made that way. 
my one big one, which I'm still working on and it's killing me. And everybody will go, Oh, when this happens. And if somebody else comes out with it, I'm not going to be offended. I'm trying to figure out how to build an 83 to 93 housing that uses a 79 to 82 lens. 80 to nine, 80 to 93, 83 to 93 Fox body housing. So that's like your uh, taillight housing that uses a what lens you can mount the 79 to 82 taillight lens on. Hmm. You know, the little square lenses on the early yeah, cars? Yeah. yeah. Because they don't interchange, but everybody loves the 79 to 82 taillights. But that's yeah. the second problem is I have to find a way to produce 79 to 82 taillights because they're not reproduced currently. And so they're hard to get in good shape, which I'm kind of working on. I've got a project I'm working on for somebody else that if it works, I may have some replacement stuff that we're working on coming up with that. But I've been trying to come up with some creative ways to make some more options available that nobody else seems to want to touch for whatever reason. So have you done a set of cheese graters yet? I do. Cheese. In fact, <laughs> uh, you know, Vinny, uh, yeah. Was in your, yeah. You're in your booth. Yeah. Yeah, We're yeah. building a set of cheese, cheese graters for him right now that if it works right and it's in my head, I hope it works. I had to actually redesign one of my boards, but we're going to have each section of the taillight is all going to sequence at the same time. So you're going to have three different sets of sequencing going on across the top row at the same time. I hope it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope it works. Because if it works, works then everyone's going to want to put cheese graters back in their car. Yeah, well, it looks, it looks good in my head. And that's the thing is I got to see if it works in real life. So I've got boards coming in on Monday or Tuesday, and then I've got to build the taillight board. And then I'm going to put the whole thing together and see if it works for him. Well, so. Vinny needs to go on punishment or something for coming up with the idea because if it looks decent, <laughs> we're going to want it. We're going to be seeing sure damn nose in the corner, Vinny. Yeah. Well, it wasn't his idea. It's my idea. So I hope it works. But that well, he's got like four cars going right now. Yeah. I know. I know. Most yeah, of the time right now, people have been really good about saying, hey, here's my lights. Surprise me. Or here's my lights. This is kind of what I want. And they let me. How do free. Be, I can't comp. I can't. I'll never. I'll never understand that mentality where you could just hand over your stuff with no input and say, just whatever. Well, especially at that price point, right? Well, it's crazy because some of the stuff turns out way better than I ever thought it would. And it's not anything I would have tried because it's just, you know, a little bit different. And in the, and I'm going to say this, it applies to pretty much everybody in the Fox body world, as well as most other places, people like stock, they like stock, but slightly better. That's what most people look for. And so it's a little weird every once in a while to have somebody say, Hey, I want it to look stock when it's turned off, but when it's on, I don't, I want it to be just crazy, whatever. And so you have to come up with some crazy, whatever ideas. And sometimes it takes three or four to find one that they're like, that's crazy enough that let's do it. So. Yeah. But you got guess. money invested in that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that'd be hard for me to, you know, I guess invest in the R and D. Well, I don't, I'll, and I'll be, and I hope I don't get abused for this. I don't make everybody pay the entire cost of what I actually spend time wise in R and D. Okay. Because part of my thing is, is if I can sell it to somebody else in the future, I got you. You recycle. It's That's a good cutting yourself thing. short though, Travis, you shouldn't do that. Well, on, on one of a kind projects, I charge a lot more and I don't, because I know that it's never going anywhere else. Right. But if I can do, if yeah. I can do war Admiral tail lights and I know somebody down the road is going to want to buy another set and then another set, and another <laughs> set. Yeah. Then I don't feel as bad, but if it's like there if you that many people with bad taste, I want a tail light that says yeah. Tom in big letters for the turn signal. I'm going to be like, well, I'm never going to sell another one of those, so it's no, going to be two thousand dollars. Right. I mean, 
I get it, I guess. It's just hard for me to imagine you doing all that work for nothing. You know what well, I mean? Some of it is is and I do some I do some high end stuff, some really nice. In fact, I'm working on a, a multi hundred thousand dollar Corvette right now. That same thing. They came to me and just said, What can you do that's different? And so I gave them three different ideas and they picked one and then we're on the second revision and I'm hoping to get those tied up this week, but it's not anything like anybody's ever done, but I did something kind of like what they would have done nowadays if they'd had that kind of technology, because a lot of the older cars, you had a bulb or two bulbs. And so to be able to do things completely different is kind of fun. And it doesn't mean that everybody's going to like it. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to want to buy it, but it shows that you can be different and still have it look nice. Yeah, so. I agree. I get it. I get the whole thing. I don't know. It's just this R and R and D thing. I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm stuck on that because it's like, I get your point where you don't charge for the R and D and then people like it and they're going to buy more. So you make more money. Well, but you're still, it's still your, it's still your labor. It's still your time. It's still your time. Yeah. Well, I, I, I charge for part of the R and D, but I, I usually split it about 50, 50. Okay. If it's something that I think I can resell right. because it's, it's, it's basically they're willing to invest part of their money into something that will help me long-term. And so, but that, I mean, that's, listen, that's the name of the game though, right? Like yeah. custom isn't cheap. And if you want that and you're the first person who wants that, you know, most likely someone's going to copy that down the future. So, I mean, you, you pay as far as yeah. I'm concerned. And some guys, some guys are willing to pay good money for something that it's, you know, they're like, I know nobody else wants this or, or going to want this. And so I'm willing to pay more because it's, it's just different. hundred percent. That's me yeah. all day long. Like I, I'll pay whatever, not whatever, but I'll pay more to be, have something different than everyone else. Yeah, you'll pay yeah. whatever. No, not whatever, but. I mean, well, well, we know he's, his limit's 20K. Yeah, every bit of it. 20K yeah. Tom. 20K Tom. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was 20K. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess you got to give away some stuff, right, to make money. I mean, that's an, at the end of the day, that's how it goes, right? You're in your Takes own money to make money is what I, I get it. I get it. Like, I'm not in his shoes, so I understand what he's saying. I, I understand. Well, a, lot, a lot of my stuff, I don't advertise, advertise. My advertising is people see it in word of mouth. Mm -hmm. right. So I decided a couple of years ago that I'd rather do some creative fun stuff every once in a while for people that will see. See, Like if you're a guy that I've never, I don't know who you are. I've never seen your car. Nobody I know knows who you are. And you're like, hey, sponsor me and do this really cool stuff for super cheap. I don't. But if, if it's somebody that you say, hey, can you give me a little bit of a discount? And I'll bring up Andy. If you saw Andy Proter Fox, he's out there everywhere hustling with his car. Everybody knows his car. And so I have no problem working with somebody like that because he is asking for some stuff. That's not really weird. You know, it's, it's yeah. fairly, no, I, I do get the concept of it. And it works great. So, but you know I what? The one, thing the one thing I'll say though, is, you know, Travis, you strike me as the kind of guy that enjoys a challenge. So I think that, you know, part of it, you know, from a business perspective, I would imagine you probably have to kind of guard against yourself sometimes. Like what I mean is if somebody comes to you with something that sounds unique or a challenge, you're like, you strike me as the kind of guy that would be like intrigued by the challenge more than trying to make money off of doing that, right? Like, Hey, can I really do that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. And then you do it. And you're like, Oh heck yeah, dude, look at how good it turned out. Um, and I had some early projects like that, that taught me some valuable lessons where I don't do that anymore because it probably cost me money. Yeah. 
So yeah. it, that same thing, it's the business thing. It's a learn. It's been a learning curve for me. Like War Admiral taillights? No, actually, those were fun because there were some things that, and it's fun. kind of the same thing. Jesse came to me and said, this is what we want. What can you do? And I'm like, well, I want to try some different things. Are you okay with that? And he's like, oh, yeah. And so I didn't make tons of money, but I got to try some stuff, and somebody's paying for a part of my time to try some things out to see if they would work. And at the end of the day, it was one of the first cars out there with them, and it probably sold, oh, yeah. you, it probably sold you quite a bit of taillight. So I yeah, get the concept. Of it. Yeah, it, it helps a lot. And it was fun, too, because it's kind of one of those things that it opened my eyes that some creative things that I didn't know if they'd work or not worked, but I got to try them. And so I try I try all sorts of things like that now that it's just my own time. I say, okay, well, if I try this, and I like all polish lenses, I'll spray paint lenses, I'll put... I've got like nine different diffuser things I've tried and some of them work and some of them don't, but it's been helping me because I've been able to do some things because I've been willing to try some things, but it's like everything else. Some of them, it's like, that was the weight, biggest waste of money and time I've ever done. Shouldn't yeah. have done that, but you know, that's how yeah, I, I that's, look back part of the game. Right. Yeah. Like anything. We look so chipper about Johnny. <laughs> I'm listening, dude. Listening, <laughs> listening, listening. So at the end of the day, Travis, like I feel like classic LEDs last year was a real turning point for you. Like yeah. I feel like last year was like people started to really recognize. Right. Yeah, it, it's gotten a lot better because and, and it, most of it is the Fox Body community, which I've been very appreciative for. I've got a couple of guys. So fun fact my first set of sequential taillights that left the West side of the country went to Matt Serban on right. his 86. And I still have people. In fact, I just had an order for a guy the other day that he said, Hey, I saw Matt Serban's taillights two years ago. I'm doing my car and I want to buy a set. I have more taillights probably in the Eastern half of the U S than I do everywhere else in the world combined. And so it's been really fun that I've seen that. And that's why we really wanted to go out there and meet everybody. Cause yeah, it seems like there's a ton of Fox bodies out there and it's just, it's nice because the taillights, they don't photograph well, they don't video well, but you see them in real life and it's a whole different story. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so video in mine. Faster I got a couple go. good videos of them, but you're right. They're way it's brighter, yeah, way cool. brighter in person. Yeah. Yeah. Very so good. it seems it's like the more I can get out there, the better it goes. You're in a market too where it's a real actual need. Like if you can improve on these headlights, like oh yeah, maybe you don't get it hit a home run today, but you, like through progression, like it's a real need. These headlights oh. suck on these cars. I know they are they are yeah. horrible. And, our, and the guys driving them, our eyes ain't getting any younger. So I know. You know well, bad headlights, old eyes. Just I've had quite a few guys say, "Hey, if you can come up with a headlight thing, I don't." Need, and, and I know they don't mean this exactly, but they're like, I don't even care what it costs. If I can drive my car home at night, you know, you just, just ship them out to me and here's my credit card number and make it happen. So if I can get this to work and if I do, I'll let you know, Tom, because I I'm getting close. Mine have been surviving through the winter. They've been doing really well. Um, I've been real happy with the beam. Like, like it's really day and night different because I've driven Fox bodies pretty much constantly as a daily driver for the last 20 something years and the headlights have always been horrible. Even with decent fog lights, they're still horrible. And it's like, wow, I can see at night. Like I don't, I, I'll actually take it over some of my other cars because I can see. Right. Like, 
visibility is great. Well, so, the thing is too, with, I would say, sorry, Tom, I, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I think that <clears throat> at least you would imagine that, you know, for the next couple of years, I'd, I'd figure you'd see like growth because, you know, more and more people are building these cars to a higher level. So they're not afraid to spend a little bit extra taillights, headlights, or, you know, for me, I wouldn't have a problem with that because it's like a safety item, you know, seat belts, brakes, taillights, headlights, things like that. You know, they're going to keep, you know, you and your kids safe when you go for a ride and things like that. And not only that, but again, to go back to, you know, people are spending a little bit more money to get a car to a certain level. Um, so I you know what I heard on that? What? Liz, uh, it, it, this is a safety matter. <laughs> I need the money for me some taillights. Yep. <laughs> you got that right. Mama, yeah. can I have some money? <laughs> well, tell, tell her this. If you get rear-ended with my taillights in your car, they're either blind or they had their eyes closed. They can't say they didn't see your taillights. That's, you know, that's right. That is for right. sure. So I, I really want to do somewhat with headlights, Travis. Like I said, I'm just iffy about doing it with the ultra clears. No, I, I understand. And that's no problem. I mean, just like I said, the nice part is if you want to do the, the switchback kit, the inner and outer lights where they're a mirror instead of the outside being the dummy light. Right. If you have to change up your lights, all you have to do is you have to convert the outer light barely so that the bigger bulb fits and you can switch out your lights in like five minutes. And you don't, you wouldn't, you said you're not interested in doing OEM lights, right? Well, so the problem with OEM lights for projector conversions is you can't get them apart. They're pretty much sealed, sealed. I've tried. Yeah, so my tail lights are my actual original tail lights to my car. Yeah. So like the factory OEM, they're just well, built the, better. They're yeah. Built well, your, fa your factory inner and outer lights, I can convert. They're easy to do. But the factory headlight to do a projector, you got to get the lens off. So what factory... I was what I was thinking, hear me out, when I was first started talking to you was going back, finding an OEM set, because let's face it, they're just the best built, right? Yeah, they're lots better this, built. Like this is before you just told me that they're a pain in the ass to take apart and you don't want to deal with it. But I was thinking um, what I would do is get a factory set, restore them, paint, tint them so they're still dark. Yep. Like my taillights, right? And then convert those, but if it's a pain in the ass, I'll come up with a different plan. But I was thinking about paint, paint tinting factory OEM lights. So let me give you a second choice. If you can find some good factory inner and outer lights, and then you buy an aftermarket stock-looking headlight, right? If you actually tint them and clear coat them, they'll hold up pretty well. Yeah, well, that's what I would do. I would match my yeah. tail lights. Like I would just paint yeah. them. So, they're, so, so, then, they so look then you can have factory inner and outer lights, which seem to be they hold up quite a bit better. They don't crack as easily as the aftermarket ones, but you could do an aftermarket stock style headlight. So you could still have a better headlight setup that can come apart. But does that make sense? You kind of get the best of both worlds without. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Because those, those aftermarket ones are shit. Yeah. I don't think they're, I think everything's made so thin now. I really think they want you to have to buy headlights every 12 to 18 months. I think that's the whole game plan. I literally have. Yeah. Junk. What headlights are in your car, Jesse? They're small. Uh, I got the, um, the just like the tinted black ones, not the ultra clear black ones, but the other ones. Right, the ones that look factory, but they're smoked. Yeah, they they seem to hold up better than the ultra clears. Yeah, they. I mean, well, mine might have been in a closet for the last two years, so I can't really tell you. But yeah, <laughs> so have you, right? <laughs> cool. We're gonna talk more about this, Travis, as time goes on. Okay, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, guys. We're about an hour and fifty minutes in. You got anything else to ask the man? I'm good. 
no, I think I think we're good for now. I mean, definitely uh, great material, and you know, appreciate you sharing kind of the secret sauce with us, Travis. And you know, definitely like to have you you know come on you know as you continue to uh, expand your product line, and yeah. especially as it relates to the you know Fox market. And lay yeah. off the damn energy drinks. Yeah, well, so I I'm, I gave up Diet Coke because Diet Coke has some ingredient that's not good for you. So now I'm on Diet Pepsi, so I can't make any promises. Damn. Like, I mean, diet's not going to fucking help you any much, bro. It's still shit. No, right? I, I know. But if I drink, I call it leaded. Leaded, if, if you're old like me, you remember leaded gas and non-leaded gas. Yeah. Um, but the sugar in regular soda kills my stomach because it's just too much. And Who's so, the oldest guy we had on this pod? Uh, how old are you, Travis? Do you say 52? I think you had a 53 or 54 year old. I don't think I'm quite the oldest yet. Uh, Cook Cookie was 52 when he was on, but now he's 53, I think. So he may be the oldest now, still, yep. right? He may still be the oldest guy, yeah. And he looks like he's 60. That fucker. I know, right? Fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. T Rex arms himself. <laughs> wonder how he wipes his ass. Maybe <laughs> he has a hard time when he goes to Taco Bell. <laughs> no, he just gets a bit day and it just washes off at that point. <laughs> Hell, he's trying. He can't use the sink there because it's got one of them damn timers on it. <laughs> His fucking little arms are like this. <laughs> I can't reach the sink. Can you help me out, Daddy? <laughs> it's like. No forms, just wrist and shoulder. <laughs> oh my heavens! Ah, we love oh, him. Man. He knows we're only fucking with him, Brian. We love you. <laughs> Sometimes. All right, guys. Well, Travis, listen, we're gonna end it there. We're almost about two hours in. I appreciate coming on, man. You gave yeah, us a lot of you gave us a lot of information in a short period of time, which is cool. for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now you guys are doing a great job. I enjoy listening to the podcast. I do it while I'm working, so keep it up. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you, bud. Uh, All right. With, with that said, we're going to end it here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, later. Later.